Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. 
We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Growing up, like you, the only thing I witnessed was violence, suffering, pain, hurt, abuse, buy here, pay here places, repos, working at Taco Bell, getting fired, bill collectors calling, getting kicked out, being evicted, living with 30 different families. Like, you just gave me goosebumps. You literally talking my whole childhood. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm witnessing this and so many people who are listening right now, they have been through that as well. But when you are faced with becoming who you are, everything must become different, but you're programmed to be the version of the person that you were. Right. How did you step through that? Hank, I'm telling you. So the, the, to give you even more context on that, he introduced me to network marketing and network marketing. They said it's a compensation plan with a person, a personal development, uh, plan with a compens. What is it? They call it, uh, uh, a personal development program with a compensation plan attached to it. Mm. So changing myself for the sake of changing myself was never the goal. Mm. I wanted to get rich mm. because I didn't want to do manual labor. Like that's the, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, I, that was the motivation. The reason's the reason. I love it. Right? That. Yeah. So I'm in this conference in Las Vegas for this company, this network marketing company, and this guy gets on stage and he tells this rags to riches story. And I'm like, that's possible? Like, that was the light bulb moment for me. I'm like, that's possible. Mm. And they said, the size of your business will be determined by the size of the man or woman you become. And then he starts introducing me to Jim Rome, and Jim Rome's like, work harder on yourself than you do your job. Spend more time working on you than you do whatever it is that you're doing. So... I was just naive enough to believe what they were saying. Mm. They said, in order to get to this mountaintop, to multiple six figures a year, seven figures a year, it's about who you become as a person. I was just dumb enough to believe that. Mm. So I became magnificently obsessed with personal development. I read, and I really couldn't read. I mean, even up until last year, my wife had to sit down and really teach me how to read. Wow. So, yeah, I'm a 38-year-old man who just learned how to really read last year. 
So people say, well, Steve, how did you go through so many books? Audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Same. I would, I have thousands of audiobooks that I would just devour through. And I've literally spent, I've probably invested anywhere between a half a million to a, mil- to a million dollars in myself over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Every dime I have ever made, I put back into myself or into my business. Mm. Because again, reading personal development, what was it? The, the, the Benjamin Franklin, you pour your uh, money into your mind and your mind will pour your purse into your mind and your mind will pour into your purse. Mm. Like all these little sayings that they had, I was just dumb enough to believe them. So I just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I would get so far until I got introduced to really deep work. It makes me think of the law of the lid from John Maxwell. Exactly. Right. And it's like, you can only go so far on your own. You right. can only go so far with specific mentors. You can only go so far with specific information and education. You have to be willing to go to the next level. Yeah. And, and for me, the same dude, it's so wild. Like I have invested more money, more time, more energy into personal development, into self-education, into growth than anything else. And I, to be honest with you, most days I'm still like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so what, what came to mind as you were saying that is it's, it's, it's brainwashing, right? You're, you're effectively being indoctrinated into a shift mm-hmm. into possibility. There's something that people don't talk about enough though, about conferences and events. I believe that when you are in those rooms, you're being exposed to possibility. Mm-hmm. People who hesitate, they're like, I don't want to spend $97. I'm like, that'll be the worst decision you've ever made in your life. You right. don't want to spend a thousand. Okay. I get that. That's a scary amount. But what if I told you, you could turn that into a hundred thousand, right? You don't want to spend 10,000. Well, now you're just crazy. Why would you not want to spend 10,000? Right. Right. If somebody sat across from me, Steve, when I was 14 and they said, that one day you're going to be sitting across from a guy like you. But the only way that I'll ever be sitting across from that guy like you is I'm going to have to invest in myself. I'd be like, go f- yourself. Did we just have to invest a million dollars in ourselves to meet each other? Basically. <laughs> Basically. But, it, but it's so true because like if, you, if you're unwilling, nothing changes. Right. And like, uh, thank God you have a Hank. But there's a, a lot of people who don't. Right. And I fear that for a lot of people hearing this, they go, well, I don't have a Hank. I 100,000% disagree with you on that. Mm, please. Let's go. Because think unbroken is their Hank. Mm. You are millions of other people's Hank. That's a good point. Yeah. That, I'm no, I mean, I, I factor that. I guess in my mind, I was thinking like the physical representation no, of the Hank in the courtroom. It wasn't Hank's physical presence. It was his constant Hank never allowed me to hold a small thought about myself. Mm. That's powerful. That's what, why our, rela- our relationship was really contentious. We didn't talk for 17 years. Why? Because I was that little pissed off kid that this guy's trying to manipulate me, this, that, and the other. But it really was, he would never allow me to hold a small thought about myself. Mm. And I didn't know how to take that. Because it's scary. Absolutely. So here's an interesting question. What is it like for you to love yourself? To never hold a small thought about me. What is that feeling? Because, and the reason I'm asking this question is because I think 
from an analytical perspective, we can say that, mm -hmm. right? But what does it feel like? Because I know I'm going to put words in your mouth. I try to never do this, but like I'm basically talking to myself right now. I have the feeling that you were probably an to yourself for a long time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so I'm trying to understand what it's like to not be that anymore. The true honest word is grace. It's just grace. It's not feeling like I'm supposed to be anywhere. Mm. That every day is new and it's not just the same motion every day. Mm -hmm. Every day is new and every day is an opportunity for me to choose who I want to be. Mm -hmm. When I started to really understand be, do, have, because you know that's a concept in personal development, but, but most people don't probably recognize that that is the most important concept ever written, ever, ever. Let's break that down. What is it? So who you're being determines what you do and what you do determines what you have. Well, the way most people approach it is if I have it, then I'll be it, mm -hmm. then I'll do it. Or if I have it, then I'll do it, then I'll be it. Or if I do it, then I'll have it, then I'll be it. Right. Or if I do it, then I'll be it, then I'll have it. And it's always the effect trying to change the cause. Mm. But being is the cause, right? So for instance, if I were to say, I am a runner, what do runners do? They run. If I am a boxer, what do boxers do? They box. Well, if I say I am a meat eater, I'm a carnivore, but I'm going on this vegetable diet. That creates cognitive dissonance with your self-image. Mm -hmm. And your brain doesn't like to be in that confused cognitive dissonance state. Right. And a confused mind will always fail. Absolutely. And so before you know it, you're stuffing meat in your mouth again and you have no idea why. That's because you try to do something outside of your self-image. And your brain will always correct that. Mm -hmm. So we have to change how we see ourselves in order to change what we do permanently. There are six levels to change. First one's environmental, second one's emotional, third one's physiological, fourth one's behavioral. Those first four are all temporary. Mm -hmm. And most environments we go into only talk about those first four because they get the quickest result and you, know, you feel great when you leave out of there. But if we don't change our belief system and our self-image, then we will always revert back to doing what we were doing. Mm -hmm. So for me, not becoming that was first choosing to be yes. grace. And, and you know, the, the more that I get deep into just understanding life is it's just about this present moment, right? Mm -hmm. The past is over. Like there's nothing we can do about, but the future, it hasn't happened yet. Even in five, I don't even know what we're going to talk about in 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like right now, here we are together, but people are so terrified of this moment and they mm -hmm. lack, they lack gratitude. They lack self-awareness. They lack the understanding like this is it. It's yes. not the cars and the clothes and the houses, but there's also something about, you know, like you mentioned, like you didn't grow up rich. You didn't grow up wealthy. I would argue the vast majority of the people listening to this show did not. 
And many of us come through this tremendous amount of childhood trauma, tremendous amount of abuse, neglect, heartbreak, devastation. And it's like, yes, you feel the fear, you feel the pain, you feel the the need to create change, but so many people still often will not. What do you think is one of the first things that people need to do to face their fear? Yes, this is such a great question because any time we start feeling something difficult, the human nature is to escape. Okay? And everybody everybody has different escapes. Maybe somebody starts feeling fear, they go on social media. Somebody starts feeling fear, they go play sport. Somebody starts feeling fear. Instead of facing the fear, he will go to watch Netflix. So the human tendency is to escape the moment. You know, the human tendency is, okay, this situation triggered fear. <gasps> I don't want to feel it. So mm. let me do something else. Let me distract myself so I don't need to kind of sit with it. But almost the biggest, biggest thing I can share with the listener is, is I, I urge you to sit with the feeling. Because it seems so scary. It seems so scary, but the moment you sit with it, it's like a crying baby. All it wants is attention. And once you give it the attention, it stops crying. And that's the easiest metaphor I can give. So almost when I start feeling fear, I start feeling overwhelmed. I start feeling stress. What I do, Michael, instead of escaping to Netflix as I did, even unfortunately to porn as I used to do, what I do instead is basically I just sit with it. And like I had a baby, I would just be breathing deeply into my belly. I would just kind of listen whatever is coming, whatever needs to be felt. I feel it. And almost sometimes after a minute, after five minutes, feeling go away. And what comes is almost like a courage. And this is what I do now anytime I feel fear. And I urge you everybody to do that. And I tell people that if you fight fear, it will fight back. What you resist, persist. So I want you make your fear friend because fear is great. Like if you go to some strange alley in the evening, you better feel fear so you don't go there. But we have now 99% of our fears are irrational, mm. meaning you are afraid what other people will think of you. You're afraid of getting no. You're, get, you're afraid of losing something which is not even that important. So these are irrational fears. But I don't want to fight them because they will fight back. What I do instead, when I start feeling fear, I do what I describe, plus I say these small sentence that always helps. And I just say, hey, fear, welcome back. And thank you for coming back. Thank you for protecting me. I know you have my best interest at heart and you just try to serve me. But this, this situation, I've got this. So just go sit on the bench and watch me how I will pull it off. And even though it might sound funny, if you do it, I guarantee that you will pursue whatever it is with more confidence, with more courage than if you start escaping the fear and you won't change, uh, kind of face it front off. Yeah, that, that level of discomfort that we feel is necessary for growth, right? And, and I think that we'd be hard pressed to sit here and give everybody the five steps, right? Because <laughs> at this point, we're, you know, over 600 episodes of the show. We've talked about all the ways someone's changed their life. What I'm curious about, and because I know your story, I want to go deeper into something because you and I had this really fascinating conversation about heartbreak, right? And, and there is something about the journey of 
heartbreak and loss, especially in relationships mm-hmm. that that can actually elicit a tremendous amount of fear in this way that keeps people stuck where you're talking about 20 years later, they're still stuck. They haven't moved Mm -hmm. on. They haven't gone another date. They haven't pursued their dreams. They haven't pursued their ambitions. The the pain of that moment of stuckness has produced so much fear that now they're paralyzed. And what what you just said, like in in an analytical sense, makes a lot of like makes a lot of sense, right? (laughs) Because you're sitting here, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, cool. Thanks, fear. Go sit on the bench. I got it. Blah, blah, blah. But there's also the reality, right? And and I know that you had this this massive, massive heartbreak. And I want you to talk about that because I think it's important because I don't want people to perceive you as, oh, this guy faces his fear, so life is good. It's like, <laughs> yes, and this dude's been through some also. Yes, 100%. Because I believe, as you said, Michael, so many people get caught up in the story. And you, you meet them 20 years later and they're still caught up in a story. And what I believe, the story gives them excuse from changing. Mm. Because yes, change is difficult. Change is scary. Why? Because it's unknown. <laughs> Any change is unknown. And if you, we look at evolution, if I have two paths, one is known, one is unknown, of course I'm going to choose the known path because that's less dangerous. So from evolution, change is always uncomfortable. Change is always scary. That's why people make excuses or create, in this case, stories to excuse themselves from changing. So they use the old relationship, the old job, the old boss, the old trauma as an excuse from changing. And what was it for me was this. Imagine that I'm living free, like kind of 2,000 miles away from back then my girlfriend studying so every time I'm leaving her to go back to university, I'm like seeing her crying. I want to cry. And I'm like, man, I want to make this business work so I can have this freedom to be with her, provide for her the life I want. So that was giving me fire, fuel as well. So I'm working on my business. I'm consistent. I'm getting no after no after no after no. And then what started happening, I start getting yes. I start achieving my goals. I start becoming really, really close to my goals and I achieve them. And the moment I achieve my biggest goal, we break up. So in that moment, I know what could happen. In that moment, I could connect. The moment I get successful, something bad happens and I could sabotage my success. And now we wouldn't have this conversation because I would be in a very different position. So that was for me just, yeah, it was like such a challenge back then because I was pursuing something so badly to give or create a life for both of us. And the moment I hit it, we break. So in that moment, I was devastated. I was like, like I, I had, I felt the tendency. That was the worst. I felt the tendency to sabotage it. I felt the tendency to start, stop doing the actions that made me successful. I stopped doing the behaviors or the habits that got me where I was. And I felt the tendency and that was the moment that I had to make a decision that I need to change this. I cannot use the story. I cannot use the past to determine my future. And I know, Michael, if I didn't do certain things, I wouldn't be here today because I would probably feel so much sorry for myself, blame her or blame just circumstances. And as a result, I will be victim 
and then I would be in different position. You had that experience in Vancouver looking, feeling like there's nothing else here for me. Most people stay. The va- Dylan, the vast majority of people on planet Earth, and I'm talking about like 78%. This is a stat that I saw. I want to say it was the Huffington Post. Don't butcher me if I'm wrong, by the way, because it might be 70%. I don't know. But I am saying that the vast majority of all human beings live in this world right now within 10 miles of where they grew up. And I think to myself all the time, like there is something about the exploration of discovery and who you are by packing up your and walking into the unknown that's going to give you the ability to really find yourself. So I'm curious, how did you know you were reaching the ceiling in Vancouver? And then how did you know that you needed to make a different decision? When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I was ready for more. Like there's like deep within myself, this, this yearning. It's like, this is something more I want for my life. And look, like there's a million things I could have done in Vancouver, but for some reason I was drawn elsewhere. Uh, I started the business when I was in my third year of college. Um, and that business, the nature of it was effectively traveling. So I, I was traveling around doing sales. And so I started the business and then, you know, I basically was in a different city every weekend for the next, uh, like two years. And I, the business actually became pretty successful quickly. So I just dropped out of college and I had one year, had one year left and I dropped out. Um, and I said, my dad didn't talk to me. He's like, wow. He's like, dude, you're not going to be a dentist now. Like what's, you know, what's the future of the family business? And I was like, uh, like, give me a year to become like financially independent. Like, you know then let's talk. And if not, I'll go back to school. Well, I didn't go back to the school. Actually, I did go back. I went online to, to finish it off, to make him happy. And then it took too much of my time. So I dropped out a second time. <laughs> uh, I figured I'd piss him off even again <laughs> if I could. But it was, the, it was that search for more, right? Deep within the fire inside me that was like, dude, I got to do something else. I did it. I found the vehicle. And then it just became like what you said is if you're not like breaking moving for me i believe this i believe the same thing i hate to tell someone that i work with like move because like my mom dude, my mom her heart was broken when i left mm. 
you know, and then like my family, I barely see them. Like they're getting older. You know, I've had one of my grandparents pass away during COVID that I didn't get to see and all this stuff. It's like, but also this is like, this is my journey. This is my, my omens. This is my alchemist. And, but when you leave your situation, when I left my situation, all of a sudden the stories I was telling myself that were being reinforced by the people, my parents, my family, my friends, those all went away. And I'm not, ha- I'm not having these stories be reinforced because all of a sudden I'm have new stories that new people are telling me based on the new version of myself. See, I want to become someone new and someone better. Let me go create that somewhere else and then build a life where the people around me are reinforcing that. And then I can become that, right? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's not the fake it till you make it thing. It's like, just go be someone different and you'll attract those friends and those social circles. And it's like, now I'm like, it's, it's way different, but I don't think my social circle and the people I surround myself and my network would be as high level if I stayed in Vancouver, because I would have been hanging out with the guys I went to the you know bar with. I would have been hanging out with my old friends. Like that would have been my circle and it would have stayed that way. But when I came out here, all of a sudden I'm a high level person, I'm running businesses and I just find the people that were doing the same thing. And then through that, one thing happens that's positive and we just keep stacking the positive traits. So yeah, I, do, I totally agree with that. Probably close to 25th city I've lived in around the world in the last 10 years. From all over Asia to South America, to the West Coast, to the Midwest and everywhere in between. Because I'm constantly in seeking of the thing that I know is out there. And I think people get caught up because it's like you're, you're, and I'm curious if your father really truly stopped talking to you over that because people get stuck in this idea of creating and fulfilling the prophecy that's predetermined from other people. Mm. And that feels so dangerous to me. And maybe I'm contrarian. Maybe it's also because I had absent parents and I was out in the streets when I was eight years old doing crazy. Sh- but part of me really truly feels like the stories you said that a moment ago the the stories that we hear from our community our family the people closest to us like dude these are stories they tell us to protect us Mm. but all they're doing is stopping us it's fascinating to me when i really look back and think about how many people in the world are dentists right now and they hate themselves they hate their lives they're always living into the dreams of other people maybe it's their father and that's That's a level of combat, like emotional combat that is painful. It is cutting. It gets you in this way where you can't even really understand how to navigate the world. But yet for some, you said, I still am going to do this. So I'm I'm wondering, what was that like for you? Like navigating that experience, removing effectively the lineage, the family business, the legacy of your grandfather and so forth. Like, how do you navigate that as a, as not only a man, but as a human being to be like, this is where I'm going. And I understand that you don't like it. Yeah. Well, my dad's amazing. We have, I, I, I would say him and I both think that we have a really strong relationship now, but did I have daddy issues? I mean, maybe. You know, like, like not, you know, I, I guess dude, everyone has, has, has going on, but like did, I was seeking for something and I wanted that from him and he, and he was seeking for something from me and he wanted that from me and we just were out of alignment Mm. and that was it. 
not that either one of us was wrong. It was just like he wanted the studious, you know, whatever. And I was like the, you know, the opposite. So with that, I went and did my own thing. And then I went through a period of time where I was really trying to hone in on the relationship with my dad. It's like, how can I make this better and, and, and build and foster this connection? Because I know it's important. One, one of my mentors at the time, like literally my dad would send me a message and my instinct would be like, cool. And like my dad would send me like a nice little paragraph, whatever, explaining life and whatever's happening with the family. And he would sit there and he's like, no, dude, like write this. Like, and he would like we'd put together like a better paragraph and send it and my dad would engage. What I saw is like I was putting all this effort to try to build this relationship with him and it wasn't working until something changed. And what changed was I said, let me just live my life. Let me live for me. Let me be my best self and live in my joy. And I kind of, I accepted my dad is doing his thing and I can't change that. He can't change me. Well, about 12 months later, I heard through proxy from someone else that my dad had told some of the people at his office, he said, in, in my next life, I want to be Dylan. Because what had happened is I was living my journey. I was happy. I was doing what I wanted to do, not what I was told through the system. And all of a sudden, my dad looks at me and he's beyond proud. In fact, he's some element of envious of like me going on my journey. And I know there's things. Had my dad not gone the path of being a dentist, like I probably wouldn't be here right now. But he would be doing something that he really loved. Dentists have the number one, I think it's the number one rate of suicide in professions, which is crazy. But um, now it's like he looks at me as uh, a spark of inspiration. He came down here to visit me, uh, my mom and my dad, uh, a few months back. And I had a book by a, a friend of mine, John Gordon. It's called um, Power, uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, I think it was uh, Positive Thinking. Um, I mean, he's written like 50 yeah. books. We've had John on. He's incredible. Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, him and his wife, Catherine, are, are awesome. Um, and uh, Catherine actually sent me the books. Um, and it, would, it was sitting there. And my dad just picked it up. and was like, oh, this is cool. And he read through it, finished it in like a day. And his whole thing is like, every time he's faced with the situation, he's like, how would, he literally told me this. He's like, he thinks, how would Dylan handle it? Because he sees me as a light of optimism and positivity when he has more pessimism and or realism. You know, um, but yeah, he's he and that's pretty cool. When when you go back and you look at that, those moments and those experience of not wanting to do it, falling under the peer pressure, like was this pressure from your father too, or was it just the community and you felt like, man, I want to live into being this thing that maybe you didn't see, but other people saw in you. You know, I will say that my dad was always um, supportive of whatever I wanted to do. He never pressured me into doing that. It was more so community pressure in that instant, instance. Um, you know, my, my parents uh, were very, my, both my parents are very hardworking people. Um, my dad still to this day is the hardest working person that I, that I know. Um, with that being said, um, I, th I feel like he can work smarter mm. <laughs> in some instances, sure. you know. And so that's where it's coming full circle is I'm able to learn this stuff from my entrepreneurship and like the connections that I've made to kind of relay the message to him of how to make things easier in his older age. But at that point in time, you know, my parents was, were willing to do whatever it took. You know, I paid, I played baseball, I played, um, football, um, you know, played a little bit of basketball 
and they were willing to take me anywhere I wanted to go, but it's like, you know, we had limited funds to do that. So we, you know, like I remember in the rodeo career, like there's people that, uh, it's, it's expensive to rodeo because you got livestock, right? You've got equipment and stuff like that. It's not like if you want to go play basketball, go buy a basketball and some sneakers and some shorts and stuff like that and try to find a crew to hang out with and learn from and then work your way up the ladder. Like rodeo, it's like, I mean, a bareback rigging costs 500 bucks. Shaps cost, well, I just bought my, <laughs> it's different now. My, I just bought my son a new pair of shaps and that cost $2,500. Holy crap. I mean, it's ridiculous <laughs> just for a pair of shaps. A vest is 500 bucks. Like just, and the stuff that try to like keep them somewhat safe. Yeah. It's like, stuff that you need, but they were willing to do whatever it took. You know, um, I remember when I was rodeo and I was, uh, I was, uh, 13 years old and I was at a rodeo in Shoshone, Idaho that my parents took me to. And, um, I, I actually got hurt in the, I wasn't riding bulls yet or anything. I was riding steers and they had some wild steers there and I actually got bucked off and, and, uh, the, the steer hit me with his head in the, in the side when I was coming off and I broke <clears throat> At the time, it happened so quickly, you couldn't see it. You didn't know what happened. Um, like if we've got it on video actually still this day, but um, it just happened so quickly, you didn't really know. And I come from a tough background. My dad was raised very tough. And my dad, you know, he said, you know, I said, man, I'm, I'm hurt. And, uh, and he says, well, he says, toughen up. He says, you got, you got a couple more events to work today. He's like, gather your stuff up. Let's go. And I was on the back of the, the buck and shoots and, and I was, I couldn't get my air and I was, mm. I was, man, I had the worst side ache I've ever had in my life. And I put my gear away. I mean, I'm 13 years old, right? I'm putting my gear away and, and, uh, you know, I just, it just felt like I could not get my air and like, I'm starting to like, I'm starting to like feel dizzy. And, and I, I, I was afraid to tell my dad that, um, that I didn't want to do any more events. Like I, like I'm done for the day. And, uh, you know, my dad was raised tough, tough. And so immediately that background of his was coming through with me a little bit. I think with every generation, it gets a little lighter, you know, mm -hmm. they lighten up a little bit, but I was, he was still raised very tough. So I was getting some of that too. And, and he says, he says, you know, get, he says, let's go. He's like, get, get your horse saddled. Like, let's go. You got a rope here in a little bit. Uh, I, I told my mom, I was like, I'm I don't feel very good, mom. And she ended up having a conversation with my dad and, and there's a little fight, you know, like mama bear was like telling dad, like, no, it's done. Like, let's go home. And of course my dad was upset and, and, uh, we gather the horses up and we're headed back home and I'm laying in the back seat and I just had the worst, I had the worst side I've ever had in my life. And I start feeling lightheaded and, and, uh, my, my mouth was getting, you know, uh, dry and, and, uh, my mom was getting nervous and her, her sister was a nurse and an ER nurse here in Las Vegas, actually. So we live up in Iowa. My mom's from Las Vegas. So all of her family lives in Las Vegas. She called her, her mom or her sister on the way back to our house and, uh, told her what happened and kind of telling the symptoms of what was going on. And she says, you need to get him to the hospital immediately. Mm. And, uh, she, she says, what does he look like? And I, 
and my dad and my mom looked in the back seat and I was just pale as I could be. My eyes were rolling back in my head and I was about to pass out and they took me to the ER and I had broke three ribs and I'd run one of my ribs through my spleen oh, and wow. completely ruptured my spleen and I was bleeding out internally. Holy. Yeah. And I like the, the doctors immediately. You should took, toughen up, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's, that's just the way I was raised. That's yeah, the way yeah. we was all raised, you know, in that, that area. And so, um, the doctor said, man, if you'd have been here 30 minutes later, he, he had been dead. Like he had lost so much blood that that's it wild. was just, you know, so from a young age, like I started gaining that, that pain threshold, Yeah, you know, and that, that grit, you know, and, uh, I spent a week in the hospital there and, uh, they took half my spleen out on the other note, my, they were going to take my, my whole spleen out, but my, my parents, my, my dad was the one that, uh, was started the company that I'm in right now. And it's a health business. My grandma's a nature path for people. And so he always questioned the doctors when everything was going on, you know, and they were going to take my whole spleen out. And my dad actually started asking the questions and they was able, he says, well, what if you just took the half out that was, that was damaged Would the other half still work? And they're like, well, yeah, I guess it would. And so he ended up actually saving the half that the doctors were going to take out. So fortunate, like it, I, I was glad that my dad was there to actually you know, have the balls to say, to question the doctors on this deal because they're going to take my whole spleen out. But now I still have a half a spleen, which actually works as good as my whole spleen. Yeah. You know, so it's like a catch 22 there a little bit, wild man. but that was my first experience with, with, um, you know, adversity and in, in that industry. Yeah. You know, it makes me think, I remember I had this high school football coach and he would always ask us this question. He'd be like, are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah. And man, uh, in all fairness, like I don't have children. I will never let them play football. Like if yeah. I do never, because dude, I pl- I remember one time I was playing and it was our senior homecoming game. We were getting stomped. My friend Sam played for the opposing team, ended up winning a state championship. And Sam, to this day, I still talk to me. I love this guy. Smokes me, blindsides me. <laughs> like, dude, I, and I'm seeing stars. I'm upside down. I'm like about to throw up in my mouth. 100% all the signs for a concussion, right? Yeah. Come out of the play, come out of the game for one play, get some water. Coach goes, are you hurt? Are you injured? Mm. I go, I don't even know what day it is, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. And we go right back into the game. I finished that game and I mean, who knows how many injuries, concussions, broken yeah. fingers, you know, broken feet, toes, the whole nine. And it's like, you know, there's interesting you say it because there's something about that. I don't know what it is, but there's something about having that grit to, yeah. to tough through that physical pain yeah. that it changes you. Like, I don't know what it is and I don't wish it on people. I don't want people to get hurt. Like it sucks. I mean, you know, it, it happens all the time where humans were going to get hurt, but there's something that creates resiliency in you. It's engaging a piece of your mind that you've never engaged before. I truly believe that. There's a lot of people in this world that have never had to go to that depth. You know? Um, it's it's crazy. You know, like, I don't know what it is. Like, uh, I have a lot of friends that are, I've never been in the military but I have like a lot of friends that are ex-military guys. And it's just like, 
they're like, dude, like, and I, they're, they're like, you're one of the guys that we connect with that has never been in the military. And I think it's some of the same mindset is because like, like if you're out in war and you're getting shot at, or you're, you know, like you, you get an injury, like you can't just be like, Hey, time out. Like I'm going to get off the field. Like you got to finish a job. Right. And the same in rodeo, like if, if you get hurt and you're in the middle of a war or you're in the middle of a fight, nobody blows a whistle and says, Hey, everybody stop. Like you got to get out of the fight <laughs> before you get some relief, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's kind of the same mindset a little bit. Um, but it, that was one of the first things that sculpted me, you know, um, I had a, in high school, I was riding bucking horses and I had a horse, pa- uh, throw me past my rig and and broke my wrist off and my hand didn't come out of my rigging and wrapped my arm around my rigging and I was stuck to him. Is the rigging the thing you hold the on rigging, to? Like so, you put your hand underneath yeah, it? Yeah, so, and and they're fitted to our hands. So they're, they're tight. You know, it's hard to get them out, right? And so I broke my wrist off there and, uh, you know, I ended up coming back the next day and roping. I had a cast on and... And I put the reins, my, my horse's reins through the crotch of my arm and come back and I just figured it out. You know, yeah. I was like, man, I'm not going to not rope. I can't ride bucking horses, but I'm going to rope. Yeah. You know, and it's just that mindset of like figuring stuff out. And then, um, that was like the first things that come like these little injuries along the way is, is what creates the mindset of, of fortification for, for business. Yeah. Of figuring out. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review, and you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.